Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before we get started, just a quick note. We're coming to the end of Season 1 of Shattered, but we have a very exciting announcement to make about the subject of Season 2. Listen through to the end of this episode to find out more. May God and Tanya forgive me. Those are John's final words, at least as far as Facebook is concerned. He posted that message the night before he turned up in a Toledo, Ohio hospital. The night before he allegedly tried to kill himself. Possibly the night he made his kids disappear. Asking for Tanya's forgiveness makes sense. If you've given your boys to someone to keep them away from her. Because you believe she's abusing them. Asking for God's forgiveness is less clear. For me, asking for God's forgiveness sounds incriminating. There's obviously more information that points to John doing something horrible to his children. Based on the information in the investigation, it, it's my belief that you know John Skelton uh, murdered his sons. When this story first broke seven years ago, I wasn't too involved. As time went on and I read more, I learned more, and I got sucked in emotionally. I tried to imagine what I would do if my own children were ripped away from me. I couldn't imagine, like literally couldn't imagine. But after covering the story and getting closer to the people involved, I can feel their pain. Obviously not to the level that they feel it, but I'm closer to understanding it. It's easier to feel the waiting and the wondering, and everyone is waiting and wondering about what happened, except for John. He might be the only one who knows the what, the where, and the why. John Skelton did something. He did. We know this much. Even his mom admits it. What my son did was irresponsible and stupid. I agree with that. And if he had just confided in his father and I, and if he had just said, Mom, we're going to do this, I'm thinking about doing the this or you know I need you right now we would have just gone Roxanne John's mom is saying they would have left Florida and headed to Michigan to help John through his tough time if they'd have only known where John was mentally but he didn't instead he took the route you know when you put someone in a corner something's gonna happen John's family sticks to the story that he gave his kids to a group, and that group will return his kids to John or his family once the time is right. And according to John, the leader of that group is a former Amish guy named Mose. John claimed Mose knew where his kids were, but there was a problem. And I said, uh, I want you to know, Mr. Skelton, that I never received those three boys. If you did give them to an adoption agency, there was a disconnect between them and me. Not only did I never receive them, but I've never even heard of them until six months ago. 
Until now, John's stories have been told by proxy. You've heard his words and other people's voices. But finally... Thank you for using GTL. You can't put me on hold. Okay, sorry about that, John. Yeah, they they, they interpret that as trying to do a three-way calling, and, and they'll cut us off. Okay, that makes sense. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I know she's upstairs, and I know uh, we've got people... As you know now, John has connected with WDIV reporter Sandra Lee. He feels comfortable talking with her. So at the end of March 2018, Sandra, a photographer, our executive producer, and myself, sat down in our tiny little recording studio and spoke with John, who was calling from prison. John. Yes. How are you? Okay. You okay. Ca- I you called... I, I, yeah, you called a few minutes earlier than I was expecting you. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure that we were going to be able to to get through because yeah. I've been trying. I have been trying, and I've been writing you an email telling you that I have been trying. And for a secondary, I thought you know, he was getting angry at me for not calling, and, and uh, that wasn't the case. John wrote to Sandra that he was calling. He wasn't at least not at the agreed-upon times that were set up with him. He was calling at random times, when nobody was in the studio. Tell me, what, what's been going on since I last, you know, since I saw you? Um, well, I'm not sure what I can say because of the ongoing investigation, but there is new development in that investigation. Uh, close, I think, I'm hoping closer to finding, you know, getting the boys back. What do you um, mean? What, what, what's happened since we last um, spoke? You, John gets right into his meeting with Mose Gingrich. Sandra lets John tell his version of the story. They found one of the guys that I was talking about. The, so Which they guy? found a warm body, someone alive. and so. Sandra can't let John know that she knows Mose. John might lose trust in her. Also, sorry for any colorful language you might hear in the background. The phones in prison aren't very far apart. So you might hear some expressive words from another inmate. Anyway, back to the conversation. Who did who did they find? They found someone who might have information. Yeah, yeah. That I was told to contact uh, to to uh, to get my 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 sons, and um, well, they found him. They brought him over. They brought him over to me on Saturday, and. Uh, uh, talked to them for a while. They brought him over to you on Saturday. What happened? Yeah, we just they did. We just had they had an interview and uh, talked to me. Like I said, I'm not exactly sure what I can and cannot say about that. You know, <laughs> but um, Brewer can. I don't know. The Brewer John is referring to is lead investigator Jeremy Brewer. How did it go when you saw this? And it's a man, right? Is it the same man you mentioned to me? Um, we had talked about him earlier, yeah. The one I told you uh, a couple months after I, I, I told Sergeant Brewer they let me out of the hole. Right, remember, remember right. That? You said you yeah. gave them a name and then they let you out of uh, segregation, was it? Yeah. So, yeah. okay, so so that man came to visit you. Where is it? look like clippers. Are there people oh, I'm waiting? Just out here, no. In the yard, there's people playing basketball. There's other people on the phone. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, how have you been since I last saw you? How have you been doing? Um, okay, I got a question. Did you talk to Tanya after you talked to me? I did. Okay. She she asked she asked me, you know, um, how it went. She w she asked if you came out and talked to me and everything and how it went. Have you you haven't talked to her, right? No, I haven't, but her 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 sister Tanil been sending me hate emails. So she's been sending no. you hate emails since my visit? Yeah. Way back in episode 2, Tanya mentions her sister. Uh, he didn't even pull out of the drive. He raced out of the driveway, about ran my sister over because she was coming up the street. He didn't even look. And in my sister, she's my little bulldog, I call her. She, mm -hmm. like, stood in the road and was yelling at him. That was Tanya talking about when John took the boys down to Florida. That was back in September of 2010. Tanya called her sister her bulldog. That sister's name is Tennille. Tanya says Tennille is the person you want in the foxhole with you. She says Tennille will fight tooth and nail and is relentless. Tennille set up a JPay account so she could email John in prison. I got tired of it. He's sitting in there thinking it's a joke and, you know, laughing and carrying on, you know, breaking down in tears when he gets a visitor. Remember in the last episode, Sandra recalled her meeting with John. I shook his hand, and he started sobbing. He just broke down and started sobbing. Where were you, where was, where were the tears seven years ago? Where, you're just, he doesn't show emotion. He never has cared about, you know, the boys. It's always been everything else. Him, 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 poor him. No, poor boys. They're gone. You did something. It had been a long time since John heard from Tennille. A long time since he'd heard from any of Tanya's family. I figured you probably talked to Tanya, and Tanya told her sisters, and then her sisters harassing me. Her sisters so harassed That's probably going to hinder things, because I'm not going to put up with that. And I can't say what I want to say on the emails, because it'll all just be used against me. Tanil says she sent John two emails. The first time I thought it was very nice. First one was like, well, seven, you know, seven years and you still can't tell the truth. I waited a little bit the second time. I was not so nice. And then she was like, I didn't know if you first got me. I got my first email. Are you still scared of me and stuff like that? Basically told him, you know, you're still a coward. Um, and, and point blank asked him what what did you do? How can you live with yourself um, knowing what you did to those boys? And, th and that's, that's the nice version. You know, bad language and just really trying to demoralize me. And that probably is why I set him off because I didn't ask him what you did. I basically said knowing what you did because I believe, and I have believed for a long time, all his stories obviously are fake and he does know he's the one who took them from us he's the one who's harmed them what John would reveal is two factors made him want to speak to Sandra those two things one, Tennille's emails two, John's meeting with Moe's 
both knocked John off balance. Well, after that visit, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I was in shock that day, and yeah, hold on. John gets interrupted again. He comes back and veers off a bit. Well, I mean, there's just a lot of things. You know, you know, being in the hole for four years, and nobody believing you that these people even exist, and then. Uh, and then they finally find somebody. It gives me some validation that hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not lying to these people. I'm not, you know, just blowing smoke anywhere. And so it, that, that's what I mean. It just gives me some validation that uh, I'm not lying. Here's Mo's. I am, against my better judgment, willing to actually stay in touch with this guy, whether it's via email, writing letters, anything like that. Because, again, I think it's very important to keep the lines of communication open with him. And now John. We're going to stay in contact, and I, I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember any details, anything that I can. I don't know if, when they're going to come see me again or anything like that. But I mean, um, do, you, do you think he's going to help find the boys? Yes. Yeah, that's 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 the purpose of him being here. Because mm-hmm. um, he was the con. He was. He's the one that was given. His name was given to me as someone in his organization was going to be able to, well, know where the kids are. And like I said, it was a good information. You know, it was good news and it was bad news. The bad news was that uh, um, as of this time. Um, my children hasn't gone through his organization. He was the one that I really wanted to, uh, you know, I really thought was going to get something, was going to get something done almost immediately, or that I thought he already, you know, was in contact with my with my sons. That's why when when Brewer brought him over, I was uh, I was excited for you know, minute, you know, it's like. Cool. Did you guys find him? Oh, Wait. So yeah. you. So when you when you saw him, you, you got your hopes up. Yeah, I thought they already found my, my my boys. Oh, you did. Did you think that's what they were coming to tell you? Yeah, that they because they brought this guy. You know, the guy that uh, the guy I was supposed to contact. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> And that's when he told me, well, they haven't come through me yet, so. Hey, Ma, they just call Yard, man. I'm going to call mm-hmm. you tomorrow, all right? I don't know if he's going back and doing, you know, searching his people or, or, or not. I don't I don't know. You don't but, know. Yeah, but he came with Brewers, and, and they were pretty cordial, so I don't think that they, you know, he was going to get be getting in trouble or anything. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I don't know. He seems like he was cooperating and everything like that. So there's a lot to unpack here. John is saying he understood his arrangement with the underground organization to be this. They take the boys, and then John reaches out to this Moe's Gingrich guy, and he reunites John with the boys. John also seemed to think Moe's might have been in trouble with the law somehow. But when he saw Moe's and Lieutenant Detective Brewer interact, he thought Moe's was going to be okay. I was kind of upset at you too. Oh, you were upset at me? Why? Well, I was being just, 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 you know, I'm just being totally 
Oh, because of the phone calls? Oh, because, no. No, no, no. Because of... You have one minute remaining. What I heard to Neil, you know, to Neil, all of a sudden, to Neil started emailing me these, you know, nasty stuff. I was like, well, I think I got, I got to, that's why I really wanted to call you so that I could see if you had talked to Tanya because the the timing was just uh, suspicious. Right, right. I, I don't know any of the details other than she was, I mean, we're going to get cut off, so let, let me hang up. I'm going to go inside, and I will call you, and it, hopefully it'll be a little quieter, too. Hello, this is a prepaid call from... John Skelton. A prisoner at the Michigan Department of Corrections, Bellamy Creek Facility. If you feel you're being victimized or extorted by this prisoner, please contact GTL Customer Service at 855-466. To accept this call, press 0. To refuse this call, your current balance is $21.41. This call is from a correction facility and is subject to monitoring and recording. Thank you for using GTL. Hello there. Hey, John. All right. I'm glad I got you back. They go back to why John was unhappy with Sandra and Tennille. I I, kind of deduced that you probably talked to Tanya, and that's why Tennille was sending me all this hate mail. I I wish I would have saved it. I could have printed them out and uh, and sent them to you just so you could see what she was saying. It was just terrible crap, you know, and it was uncalled for. And and it it, it almost, I was almost deciding... uh, not to you know talk anymore about it because I don't want you know I don't I don't need the backlash of of Tennille's attitude. Sandra shifts the conversation back to Moe's, and more specifically, how John said it was Moe's who was supposed to reconnect John with the kids. I mean, do you think he's going to help you? Does he know people in the Amish community? Uh, yes. Well, that's what he was he used to. He, I guess apparently he used to do this. I don't know uh, if he still does it or not. But he's helped people get, you know, he's helped move, moved, move people. He's helped move people in less than yeah, less than legal ways. So. Oh, okay. What is yeah? What does that mean? Like move them to other homes? Um. Or different yeah. cities? Yes. Okay. Kind of like fall. <laughs> Like foster care? Yes, yes, or, or, um, yeah. Or like Amish homes or? Um, uh, all of the above. When Brewer brought him into me, that's when I was like excited. I really thought that things was coming to a head and it was, you know. You were hopeful. Very, very, very hopeful. I mean, so do you think... I was crying. You were crying? Yeah. I mean, I had never talked to this guy ever before. I was just told that he... I, I needed to contact his, that guy. Had you ever seen him before? Like, seen what he like what he looked just like? Just a picture. Oh, just, just a picture. picture. Yeah. Oh, where did you see his picture? His name in the picture. Uh, at my house. And uh, um, Joanne showed me his picture. Told me this is... Mm. contact and 
be able to help me get in contact with more voice. Joanne Taylor. There's a blast from the past. John told police at the very beginning that Joanne Taylor and her family had the kids. That story morphed into an underground group and then into naming Mose Gingrich. Of course, police never found a Joanne Taylor or underground group. They did find a Mose Gingrich, though. Well, you know, Brewer said the same thing. He was like, well, this is the guy who you said you was, you know, you were going to contact. Well, here he is. He doesn't have any information. Now what do you do? Right. I mean, and... I don't know. I mean, I, can't, I couldn't answer that question. I still can't answer that question. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I where... I don't know where to go from here. Do you feel like it's kind of like an end? Like, I mean, no. if he said... No, because I'll never give up hope, ever. You know, and I, I think Tennille does. Tennille has given up hope. She wants me to say, you know, the worst... Because that's what she believes. She's already consigned herself to that. It says that's uh, you read that in her in her in her nasty grams to me. Uh, that's what she believes, and I think it's, it's uh, you know, she's doing everybody, including the boys, a disservice. So. So she believes. What is she? I mean, she. You're saying she believes the worst. What does she believe? The worst. She hasn't come out and say it, but she she just she wants me to say what she wants to hear. <laughs> you know. Well, what is she alluding yeah. to? She's allu- uh, I'm not going to say it because uh, the, I think it's doing the boys a disservice, and it, it would demean me. Yeah, she's just she's just a a bitter woman. You think she's given up hope? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you think I she's? Do. do you think she's delivering messages from Tanya? Do you think? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I, I, I it would break my heart if Tanya actually believed it. But it would break your heart if Tanya believed what? Yeah, if she believed that uh, the boys were gone, or you know that. They weren't alive. It would just, it would break my heart that she would just give up. I mean, you know, John, she just wants to know where they are. Right. No, I no, I still believe they're they're safe. They're alive and they're well. Um, I just don't know where. And I don't uh, unless they were playing a game or stalling withholding that information from me until a later time I don't know but you don't even have a you don't even have any doubt at all I mean you're saying a hundred percent yeah I I guess it's I don't know I just I can't do otherwise they're my kids John said his week was strange and heavy. Talking to the guy who was supposed to get his kids to him was a positive. Hearing that guy say his kids never got to him was not. John's mood reflected the sad discovery. Uh, 
almost somber, but yeah, it's, I haven't really done. I haven't done very much since that meeting. Uh, it's just a little melancholy, you know, and just thinking about well, where do I go from here? What am I going to do when I get out? You know, you know what's what's next. I mean, yeah, I mean, you well, you know, to Neil, I mean, she's sending you the, the hate emails. I mean, it, that's the thing, because it's hard for everyone to believe the boys are okay. I mean, I know you told me the boys are okay, but yeah. everyone else, you know, thinks like what you said is the worst, you know? Yeah. I mean, is that is that hard? Do you feel like you're the only one? I know, I, I know I'm not the only person who believes that, uh, there, there's, that my boys are safe, because... I mean, I, I know my family don't believe that they're in harm's way. Um, but you see how it's hard for other people to believe No, I don't. It. No, you don't? No, I don't. They, no, I believe they choose, to, you know, they, uh, they, they choose to believe what they want to believe. What do you think the police, what do you think the police think? I don't know. They've never said. They've always said, we just want to find him. John tells Sandra he didn't go anywhere that Black Friday morning back in 2010. He says he stopped off at his aunt and uncle's house around 7.30. And I think he means 7.30 a.m., but it's hard to tell. I mean, what are you th- what are you thinking about the boys now? I miss them. I mean, that's it. Sandra asked about John's final night with the boys. John said he made the boys their favorite meal, fried chicken, and he also made a cake. He said they all enjoyed both, and then they watched a martial arts movie. I was also explaining about that crap on the internet that, you know, about how to break a neck and stuff like that. Yeah, because my sons and I were watching this karate movie, and they were asking me questions, and so we looked them up online. Right, and I also asked you, I asked you about the rat poison and you said you had never seen, looked up the rat poison or rats yeah, I don't and bleach. Any, any poison, but I know in the movie, in the movie there was this this one lady got poisoned, and we may have looked that up too. I don't know. We, we you know, they just had some questions about death and dying and stuff like that. This and, was and, they had uh, questions about it, death and dying. What? Well, yeah. Now don't 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 make this into something that's that that I'm gonna hang up with now, because they were asking about the movie. Someone got hung in a in a movie, and this lady got poisoned in the movie. It was a it was a martial old martial arts movie that we were watching, mm-hmm. and that's the question. They they question, you know, can somebody really die by 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 doing that or stuff like that. I said, yeah, and I'll show you. And then, and, uh, and and we went, and, and it was an educational time. It wasn't, uh, they were asking about, you know, dying and stuff like, you know, I mean, uh, like, it wasn't something morbid. It wasn't something morbid. No, it wasn't. They weren't, you know, I wasn't talking, of, I wasn't talking to them about uh, uh, death and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
John would go on to say that he was very surprised that him or his parents haven't heard anything from this secret organization. He thought by now they would have reached out. He also talked about Missoula and how the other inmates turned on him once they saw the news. Someone in Missoula, Montana, found a box of bone fragments in a storage shed. Experts in Montana then determined the bones belonged to three children between the ages of two and ten years old. DNA testing now underway. It goes from uh, them making up their own mind that I'm guilty of uh, murder and my own children to um, vigilantism where they want to kill me to uh, vindicate uh, my children since they can't do it. I've thought a lot about John and his perspective. Most everyone I've spoken to says, why do you give him the time or consideration? Or why would you try to rationalize what he did? Or he's awful, just the worst. Don't let him fool you. I know, believe me, I know. He's a dad who made his kids disappear. Those happy sounds are my kids. They're innocent and just want to have fun. At its core, this is a story about three young boys, Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner Skelton. It's them that matter. It's their innocence I care about. I don't have any answers. I wish I did. So do police and family. I don't know who's right or who's wrong. I'm not sure which stories have been true and which ones haven't. I know some of them have been lies. Otherwise, things just don't make sense. I have my theories and feelings, my beliefs and thoughts. And I will say, I truly hope John is telling the truth. I'm no different than anybody else. When Mose Gingrich told John he didn't know anything about the kids, John responded this way. It did break my heart that he didn't have any... I told you, I was crying. Yeah. And Brewer can attest to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I got emotional. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. it did break my heart. You know, I'm not, I'm not a sociopath. We all have choices and judgments to make. I choose to believe that John Skelton is unable to tell the truth. I choose to believe John has no empathy for other human beings. I choose to believe the people that have investigated this case thoroughly and exhaustively are correct when they say Tanya was not abusing her children. I choose all of these things because that's what my gut tells me. That's what my better judgment says. John knows what he did. And I truly believe one day, we will know too. Are you sure there yeah. isn't, you want to email me anything? You want me to tell Tanya or Tanil or anything? Just email it tell, to me. Tell them, Tanya, Tanil to back the hell off or I'm just going to stop talking to everybody again until forever. Thanks for listening to Shattered Black Friday Season 1. While the planned episodes might be over, we will update this feed whenever anything happens involving the skeletons. You're going to hear about it right here. If you have any information about this case, you can reach Investigator Jeremy Brewer at 517-636-0689.
and that's right into my desk phone. Coming up on Season 2 of Shattered, we'll bring you the story of former FBI informant slash aspiring drug kingpin, White Boy Rick. If you haven't heard his story before, you're in for a surprise. If you have heard his story before, you've never heard it like this. Shattered Season 2, White Boy Rick, will be hosted by WDIV investigative reporter Kevin Dietz. He's been covering Rick Wershey's story for just about as long as anyone. You're not going to want to miss it. So stick with this feed for Shattered, White Boy Rick, coming this summer. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shattered Podcast. Last thing, please share this podcast with someone who might want to hear it. Investigators believe that the more people that know about this case, the better. Maybe it will help. And also rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's one of the best ways to make sure other people are aware of the show. Thanks. We'll see you next time.